Hey there, it's Casey Dimon, and welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast Friday edition. Before we get started with today's episode, don't forget that we do post two episodes every single week. We've also included a number of extremely helpful links in today's show notes to help you with your quest for tax cell success. Today, I want to talk about partnerships. Specifically, I want to talk about how you can make these partnerships work as smoothly as possible. Partnerships can be incredibly helpful in this business. Whether you have capital that you're looking to invest and you need assistance with it, or you have knowledge and time that you're looking to invest and you're looking for capital, you can certainly use a partner to fuel your business. There is no denying that. I've had many, many partners over the years in a variety of businesses, mostly real estate, of course. I've also had many academy members who've had partnerships over the years of their own. Now, many of these partnerships went extremely well, but others went horribly, horribly wrong. So in today's episode, I want to provide you with a few tips to make a partnership work as smoothly as possible. These aren't all foolproof, work every time type tips, but if you take these to heart, work to apply them, and then keep pushing forward, your chances for partnership success will dramatically increase. All right, I've got five tips for you today on structuring your partnerships. The first one is the most obvious, I think, and that's to put it in writing. Always. Even with my very close friends, I will always put it in writing. And what I do is I kind of use a cop-out. I say, I've got to go ahead and put this in writing because my accountant will require it. Or she'll get mad if I don't have it in writing for her. That way, it doesn't look like a trust issue, but more of a business issue. In that agreement, of course, that you put in writing, you're going to want to spell out as much as possible. Business entity structure. Who does what? Who pays what? How will it end? Everything. And really sit down and think deep, deep into that partnership and how it will evolve. For example, who's going to pay for the tax return? How much time will each person invest? How much money? What if more money is needed? Where does that come from? What happens when somebody screws up? Go through every best and every worst case scenario and put it into a written operating agreement. And if you want to be as thorough as possible, you might want to consider hiring an attorney to do it for you. That way, you'll always have something to fall back on. The next tip is to align your expectations up front. And much of this will be spelled out in that written agreement. But what you expect to do and what your partner expects you to do should be very well understood between the two of you and vice versa. If they think you're contributing all of the capital, when you're only going to contribute a set amount of, say, $50,000, that's going to become an issue when that partner needs an additional five grand or so. Make sure you're on exactly the same page. And on that same note, when you're working on your expectations, you should expect that your partnership is going to require more time, more effort, and more capital than you initially think, and it'll make less money than you think. Work off the worst case scenario here and then figure out the expectations based off that. The next tip is to understand it is not going to be balanced, at least in your mind. Sure, that might be the intent, but it won't be, at least not at all times, even with everything agreed upon and all the expectations discussed up front. There's going to be times when you think you bring more value and there will be times when your partner thinks they bring more value. Do your part. In fact, 
you should go into any partnership with the expectation that you'll be contributing more than the other person. That way, there is no disappointment mid-process for you. Put forth the extra effort required to make it work. The problem is that you don't know what they're thinking in some cases. You might not even know what they are doing in some cases. They might be able to make one or two phone calls that bring crazy high value to that partnership in their mind, and you write it off as just a three-minute contribution. So always go in thinking you'll be the primary contributor. When the end date for that partnership hits, you can then decide, do you still want to proceed into the future? The next tip is to have a pre-arranged status communication. With most partnerships, you're probably going to be in constant contact with each other, providing feedback, working together, all that kind of stuff. But you also need to set up a completely separate pre-arranged meeting that you set up at the start of your partnership. You say maybe once a month we'll meet or once a quarter, whatever you decide. But it needs to be in addition to all of your regular meetings. Now, I'm entirely against having a meeting just to have a meeting, but you should consider this more of a meeting of the minds than anything else. You should walk into these meetings, go through every detail, and answer the question of whether or not you and your partner are on that same page. If not, what can you do to get back to that same page? How can you adjust your expectations of each other? If you have prearranged intervals for these types of business meetings, you can do this as a way to regroup instead of the more aggressive and reactive method of saying, hey, we need to meet right now because there's an issue going on between me and you. Instead, what you do, you approach it. This is a business meeting. Every month, we're going to sit down and regroup, make sure we're on the same page, and move forward. And the last tip is to sleep well. Not for the sake of your sleep's habit, but for the sake of your partnership. You should be able to work through a partnership end a partnership or even look back at a partnership many years later and know that you did your best to make it work. You should know that you put in a sufficient amount of effort, you were morally sound in all of your decisions and your agreements in that partnership and you gave it your best shot. And regardless of whether that partnership worked, didn't work, is working or is not working, it should not matter in this regard. You should know you gave or are giving it your all, and that you're doing the right thing. If you do that, most of the other stuff that we've already discussed should fall into line if your partner is willing to do their part as well. So there are five tips to making a partnership be as smooth as possible. Again, put everything in writing, align your expectations up front, understand it's not always gonna be balanced, have those pre-arranged business meetings, and lastly, sleep well knowing that you did the right thing. If you were to apply these tips to your next partnership, it will certainly make your partnership and your life much, much easier. I truly hope that you've enjoyed this week's Friday episode. Don't forget to check back on Monday for our next episode. And also, don't forget to take a look through all the helpful links in today's show notes section if you are looking to learn about the incredible tax sale business. Take care and make it a successful day. See you next time right here on the Tax Sale Podcast.